These people don't give shit. We're giving them the business. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He got it. Goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. We are here. We are live. Let's go. All right. College football extravaganza. Week one picks. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Of course. Man, I am uh, I'm quite excited. You know, you and I, Rudy, you and I both got a little taste of the college football experience with the Florida-Miami game. And uh, Let's just say I hope the Florida season goes a little bit better than what we saw in Orlando. But outside of let's that, not. let's not. Let's not hope that. Oh, it is. Really? You want you want to go ahead and get started on Florida State season? It's gonna be great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? Lucky you guys. You're going back to Tallahassee. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, very happy with that. It's gonna be a dead stadium, though. I think. No, I don't think it'll be a dead stadium. I think that you guys are gonna be able to garner some fans, especially back in Tallahassee. Yeah, I know a couple people who said that they're going, but it's just like no one has plans, and then probably a lot of kids went out of town because there's not going to be a game this year. We, they didn't think so, but it'll be interesting to see. I think we're going to win. I got a seven-team parlay that has FSU at minus six, so we better win. Wait, you have a seven-team parlay at minus six? Well, FSU is in there at minus six, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, but yeah. you have seven teams in this parlay. Yeah, so we need okay. at least FSU to win by seven. Yeah. So. I like that koozie. Yep. Look, I think FSU is going to win the game. But I want to talk about the Miami game and just get what you think about it, Davis. Um, I know we talked directly after the game. But my thoughts are the only reason Florida won was because of this gentleman I'm about to show you right now. Every time Miami scored or got a turnover from Florida, he left. He was not sitting next to us. And every time he was there, Florida scored. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Camping World Stadium is not, a, not able to hold uh, the, as many people as it did. Look, Miami had married too. 305 chain. And every time Florida scored or did something good, he would scream 352, which is the area code for Gainesville. And I think that's why Florida won, ultimately. Oh, no, no. Okay, but if we're going to speak realistically, the reason why Florida won was because we sacked the quarterback ten times. Realistically, sacked the quarterback ten times. Miami's O-line is still atrocious, and I can't wait to watch Florida State and uh, Miami's O-lines just just be terrible together. That's going to be a great defensive ball game. Yeah, watching Miami uh, looked like FSU last year. It was like a carbon copy, except for they actually made big plays when FSU couldn't. And – I think Miami had some more energy than they did last year. Um, Florida kept it close, though. Florida could have, I think, had two more touchdown drives, one where they were in the red zone, they fumbled, and then another one, the guy fumb uh, Malik Davis fumbles on a pitch, and if you look at the blocking scheme, he might have been able to take that one for a touchdown if he would have got to the outside. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a very good pitch, though. I, I'm putting that one on Felipe Franks. Like – you know, in the, in the post-game press conference, I was saying this earlier. I was doing a recording earlier for my radio show that I thought Felipe Franks in the post-game show 
at least in my opinion. I thought he thought I thought he thought he didn't have a bad game. And I wanted to see more accountability out of him because yeah, he threw two touchdowns. One of them was a 66-yard just complete dominance by uh god, who who did Josh Hammond. Not Josh Hammond. Josh Hammond caught the ball. Yeah, but it was a touchdown. Um <laughs> Kadarius oh, Tony. Tony. Yeah, sorry, I was I was getting him. Was yeah, Kadarius Tony. Absolutely. And the next man one. On and the next one was a uh, was like a little, a little five yard pass to LaMichael LaMichael uh, P. Michael P. Ryan. I'm saying Michael James. I'm going back to Oregon. Uh, yeah. P. Ryan. But uh, no. Uh, I, I think that there wasn't was enough accountability out of Malik like Davis in the hands, and ultimately you got to reel that one in. You even if you. You know, take a loss of a yard. You don't fumble. Yeah, I, and he, oh, and he had that fumble him. at the five-yard line. And the second drive offensively for Florida, it just wasn't pretty. Overall, he was very inconsistent. He did hit a couple of good passes that ended up leading to touchdowns, which is good. But overall, I mean, you're looking at a good four-loss season if that's how it's going to be. I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think it's just week zero jitters. And we'll see how it goes. They'll have a couple tune-up games. But is Felipe Franks not the most cringeworthy quarterback of all time, though? I can't stand oh, him. I like him. No, I like he is, him. Dude, no, Felipe is totally a cringeworthy quarterback. Like, he yeah, like totally you're saying, like he's not accountable. He doesn't take – uh, he thinks he's the hot, hottest shit on the market. No, right? No, many no, people no, you totally get that Felipe attitude. Franks, but ultimately, Florida won a big game. And they, we, they won a big game against a Miami team that overall was fairly inexperienced. They, yeah, they had some good. They had some good guys. In they there. got a lot of veterans returning. The only people who weren't returning, or the only guys who weren't returning there, were the O line for the yeah, most the o, part. Which and the O line was completely dominated by our defense, which is great. Like our defense completely pulled us through that game. I mean, that final drive, despite all the pass interferences, which was holy shit, just fucking. Fury. I don't know why it's not. Uh, not you got to coach him up better than that. Um, okay, let's move on. Um, Hawaii takes out game. Arizona. Arizona comes up a yard short. Khalil Tate comes up a yard short of taking that game in overtime. Uh, you know, that's a rough start for Kevin Sumlin and Khalil Tate for the Arizona Wildcats. Traveling to Hawaii, taking the loss. Um, Hawaii's quarterback had, I think, three or four picks also he had no he had four picks and four touchdowns whenever I stopped watching it so there is there's got to be a fire under Kevin Sumlin's seat if you want to talk on that we can if not we can move on to this weekend I think Um, Arizona and Hawaii are pretty irrelevant this season so you know yeah I'm kind of on the lines of Joey I mean it wasn't very it wasn't really much of a game to watch to begin with I mean you and I watched a little bit of it before I passed out and, dude, like, Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Arizona's just not the greatest program right now, and I don't think Kevin Sumlin's going to get them to where Arizona feels like they need to be, at least not right now. Kevin nope. Sumlin was great at Houston. Oh, he, uh, Clemson's gone. Clemson's gone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Clemson. Long run. Whatever that's, it was. That's going to be a 90-yard run if uh, – if. Yeah, Was that Travis Etienne? Oh, a counter. There he goes. He's to the 20. He breaks three tackles. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, right, sorry. I had company come over. I'm going to my room, so. <laughs> Good work. If uh, 
If Georgia Tech's looking like this, it ain't going to be a good year. And if Clemson's looking like this, it's going to be a great year. Well, I mean, come on. What did you expect? I mean, there's no way Georgia Tech was going to really compete in this ballgame. They looked <laughs> decent on defense during the first drive. In fact, they actually looked okay on the second drive. There was a muffed punt, which, by the way, you could argue that there was some interference there on that muffed punt. But other than that, I mean, Georgia Tech looked solid on their first defensive drive. But, other, but out beyond that, Clemson's going to run away with this game. I have a tough time believing that Georgia Tech's going to score more than 10 points in this ballgame. I think Clemson's going to put down at least 50. And that's I, don't, I don't think they cover the spread. I think Clemson's going to get up. They're going to What was the spread again? 37. Uh, I think they could. I think they could cover. I wouldn't I be think surprised. They could but... you, know, you know who I said originally wasn't going to cover the spread was Florida. And I was right. But I changed my mind the day of. Look, I will never do that again. I called 34-20 and Miami at 20. So I was right on that. And Florida, with those two scoring drives they missed out on, could have had 30-34. So Look, I, I'm, I think I'm in the ballpark there. All I know is I'm happy I didn't put money on the Florida game in the end because the, all <laughs> week long I kept saying that I thought Miami was going to cover. And then the day of, I decided to change my mind. And thank God I didn't put any money down. It was the I would have been. It was the crowd, sad. by the way. That podcast will be up tonight. I'm going to upload um, our tailgate podcast from the Miami Florida game. We met up with some Miami fans. We met some of my friends and some of our old buddies, and we tailgate. How hard do you have to search for Miami fans? I feel like there's like three. They were right next to us. Oh, they, they were, were right next to us. Yeah, they were like begging to be on the podcast too. Yep. All three Miami fans are next to you guys. That's crazy. Yeah, all three of them. That's fine. Yeah, there were nice more point. there than you would expect because it's closer to Miami. It's Orlando's not that. I mean, they they can drive, you know. Wait a minute, I, like Orlando to Gainesville is like maybe it's like an hour and a half drive, two hour drive. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, um, so we're looking at Clemson. It's already looking like a blowout unless if uh, Georgia Tech turns it around. What games are you guys looking forward to? upcoming Saturday and Friday tomorrow we have some games also and even on Sunday there there's a couple big games well I know on Sunday the one big game that is going to be happening oh god is uh, Oklahoma and Houston I'm really looking forward to that ball game I'm looking forward to that ball game also anyone on Saturday before we get there um, well I mean mean, there's FSU there's Oregon uh, Auburn I mean obviously I think Oregon Auburn is probably the biggest game of that weekend I mean, the game with the most hype. Will it be the best game? We have yet to see. But I think that the game with the most hype should be Oregon-Auburn. I think that'll be up there in the best game. You look at Auburn's defensive line, and you, and you look at um, their offense. Their offense is not as good as their defense, obviously. Auburn's defensive line is going to give Oregon's offensive line um, a lot of mismatches, and we'll see how, how – was it Cristobal? No. Mario Cristobal? Yeah. Mario Cristobal. Of Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how Mario Cristobal and um, Justin Aber actually, or Herbert actually, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, deal with the old UWF pass defensive line. All right, so what are y'all on? I, I think that it's going to be an easy win for Oregon. I have no faith in Auburn this year. You know, I'm actually – I'm looking for the upset here, didn't I? And I do consider Auburn an upset, although they are favored by three and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Auburn. Where are they playing the game? game? It's in, it's in, it's in a, a Jerry world. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's crazy to me that they're favored. They're favored by three and a half. 
even in the uh, ESPN on everyone's pickems, it looks like Auburn has about 60-40 favorite. I think that's just bias. Like it's, that's, that's normal. Like SEC is better than everyone else. I think <laughs> I think Oregon's the better team. I think Justin Herbert, when he stays healthy, is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, and he's gonna put a big number starting on. Saturday. Yeah, looking at the actual um, ESPN football power index, it's about 50-50. Auburn 53, um, Oregon 46.6. But you got to wonder, it's the first game of the year. Last year, Auburn opened up with a Pac-12. Washington, it looked really good. You know, uh, is it the same story? Who knows? So they've been there before. True. I think um, a Pac-12 team gets into the playoff this year. I think it's probably Oregon, but um, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I got Oregon winning this game. I uh, think uh, they have some good weapons on offense. I think they'll be good. I got Auburn winning this ball game, and here's why. So, I I don't really know Oregon's defense very well, but I want to I want to think that a Gus Malzahn whose back is against the wall in this ball game. I mean, think about it. If or uh, Auburn has a really tough schedule, like their their schedule is insanely tough, especially for a coach who's on the verge of losing his job. Gus Malzahn, if he were to have a very shitty game, he would probably lose this job. And now I, I doubt it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Gus Malzahn could lose his job at the end of this game if they were to completely shit the bed. But if history tells us anything, Gus Malzahn always performs best. His teams always perform best when his job is on the line. This has happened numerous times now. I think that this is a ball game where Auburn's going to come out hot. Bo Nix, first True freshman to start in the SEC since 2004. I think Chris Leak was the last true freshman to start in the SEC. Uh, and then also for Auburn, Bo Nix is the first true freshman to start since 1946. Holy shit, it's a long time. This guy's <laughs> dad went to Auburn. Uh, and then uh, I think, I think, that's, I think it, that's about as far as it goes with a family pedigree. Either way, I, I like Auburn to come out in this game only because I think that they're going to beat Oregon's defense. And also, I think Auburn's defense can just barely enough hold Justin Herbert. I want to say this is going to be a high-scoring game, although I, I somewhat said that that Florida was going to be a high-scoring game, and I was dead wrong about that. I mean, unless, unless you consider 46 combined points a high-scoring game. I don't. But nope. I, I, uh, I, 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 I think I like Auburn in this ballgame. I, I think I could be wrong, but – then again, I, if, if you guys both are saying Oregon and if I'm saying Auburn, if I'm the one that's right in the end, I'm going to feel damn good in the end. <laughs> yeah, I think Oregon, I, they're just going to – like it, they needed a couple years <laughs> to get it together. With Willie Taggart's first year there, he uh, – you know, Justin Herbert gets hurt. Last year, Justin Herbert gets hurt. So, it's like that's the big question mark surrounding Oregon. I think really if Justin Herbert stays healthy the entire season, I think they got the players. I like Cristobal as a coach. I think – really do think – that uh, they they make the playoffs. The caveat is Justin Herbert stays healthy the entire season. They so. can make the playoffs if they don't. The Pac-12 doesn't beat everyone in the Pac-12 this year, like they do every single year. Sometimes they, you know, will drop a game to like a Stanford or a USC, and USC is a big sleeper in the Pac-12 this year, in my opinion. I disagree. Yeah, but we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would not be surprised if Auburn does come away with this game. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot like the national championship game. That was a really close game. Was an item, I think, about that wrong. Yeah, that, that, that was a close game, but that game also kind of sucked also. 
It did. Like, it wasn't a great it was, game. To it was watch a low-scoring game. There wasn't really much going on until the very end. Remember Michael Dyer? Yeah. Michael Dyer with that insane run, which, by the way, was pretty much the last time we ever heard of him, except he went to Louisville for a little bit, then his career died. Uh, yeah, other than his moment and then the game-winning field goal at the end, like, nothing really happened in that game. It was a fairly boring game. I think it's going to be a similar game. and uh, Like, uh, it's the first game of the season, so neither of these teams, I think, are going to be firing on all cylinders. But I do think Oregon ends up pulling it out just because their quarterback's better than Auburn's quarterback. That's all I'm ba- mainly what I'm basing it on. So, all right. So we have two people going for Auburn, or no, what Oregon? I'm going for Auburn. Yeah. Right. Again, that's one of those like games it. I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn won, but I think I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. All right. What about that Alabama Duke game? I mean, is that even worth talking about? Now, I think they're giving Alabama thirty something points. Uh, I have Alabama in my parlay as well. I w- yeah, I would take Alabama in that one as well. And I think the over – God, the over was probably – what was it, like 50 – was it 58 and a half? No, it had to be less than that. Oh, the, 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 uh, the over and under was pretty high, but I think I would take the over in that one as well. Uh, really, in this game, I'm not looking to see how Alabama's going to do in this ball game. Oh, Lou, we got the uh, Clemson game up here. I could do it, but then I got to take us off. We had some people clamoring to have the Georgia Tech game showing. Uh, well, anyways, uh, about Alabama, I'm not really looking to see how this game's going to go, but more I'm really wanting to see how two is going to play. Also, I'm wanting to see the weapons that Alabama has this year. I mean, we all know Jerry Judy's the best wide receiver in the nation, and he's probably he's going to win the Blitnikoff Award, odds are, again. Uh, but really, it's I think right at the moment, at the moment, if you're talking preseason, the preseason Heisman favorites – are going to be Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tungabailoa. I'm also going to throw Justin Fields in there from Ohio State. I want to see what Justin Fields can do. But right now, I want to see what Tua can do because I think Tua had a really sloppy end of the season last year, and especially in that national championship against Clemson. I want to know what Tua can do. I wonder if he's going to play with that chip on his shoulder. I mean, this this guy at one point was – this guy is one of the top two quarterbacks in the nation, so how much better are you going to get? That's what I want to see out of Tua. I think two of feasts on weak defenses, though. That's, like, his thing. And then, like, that's why we saw him not implode, mm-hmm. but he didn't play great against Georgia. He didn't play great against Clemson. I don't – I just think the SEC West last year wasn't as strong as everyone says. Like, or it wasn't as strong as it usually is. We'll give it, I'll say that. And yeah, so, I'm not giving LSU any credit. They didn't – I mean, they, they held – they, like, gave LSU some credit, I guess, but in the end it was nothing. Yeah, LSU is one of my most overrated teams this season, in my opinion. I think AM is going to be really good. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, I, two is going to destroy them, in my opinion. But like I said, he feeds some weak defense. Let's see what he does against uh, some of the best defenses in the nation. And Duke has a new quarterback, so you're, you're not yeah, going to no chance special there. And it's like, I'm sure this game was scheduled, what, five years ago, maybe? Like, maybe at the time, like, this game could have been something five years ago. But it's like Louisville last year when Alabama opened up against them. If Lamar Jackson had hung around one more year, this game could have been something worth watching. But in yeah. the end of the day, like Alabama kicked their ass. Louisville won two games. And now we get to basically see the same thing with Alabama Duke. So it's, that's really it. I mean, we're all across the board. Alabama's going to win this game, right? Yeah, and comes. Oh. oh, for sure. All right. Um, let's move on to another big game. I'm not going to go through all these games and the pick They're They're – some of them that catch my interest. Um, 
one in particular is South Carolina versus North Carolina. And we talked about this a little, Davis. I want to hear Joey's take on it. South Carolina has a very tough schedule ahead of them. If they drop this game, the season could be over. That's just as simple as that. They have to win this first game to set the tone for a season that's going to be tough. They play Texas A&M, Clemson, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. The list goes on. So – what do you think here? Does Mac Brown come away with a win? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I am a big non-believer in Mac Brown. They're starting Sam Howell quarterback. He's a true freshman. He was committed to FSU for a while. So I know a little bit about him. He's, a, he's not in anything that's supposed to be special. We weren't crazy upset when we lost him. We were more upset that we lost him for a depth issue than a talent issue. And um, I don't know. Mac Brown – it, it seems like it's not Bobby Bowden because it's different, like it, it's different situation. But I mean, he's a guy coaching out of his time. Like I don't under, I didn't understand it when North Carolina did it. I think it's going to be a complete failure, to be honest. Um, every year, North Carolina has hype. There's this is the year North Carolina turns the corner. This is the year, and it's like they they don't. They just there don't. is always some hype around North Carolina that never gets founded. And there is, like, uh, like as much as I'm, like, an SEC truther that they're not as good as everyone says they are, they are, like, they do have talent. <laughs> nice. There who's is that, talent. That? It's Bobby Bowden. Again, yeah, no, Bobby Bowden throwing up the year. Manny bro. Diaz. Oh, Manny Diaz. Is that Manny Diaz? That's not Manny yeah. Diaz. Oh, that guy uh, was old. He's, oh, I thought that was Manny Diaz. He's, like, cross-eyed or something, though, for sure. Look at him. Anyway, my point was that um, – Shit, I lost it. The SEC it does have, like, a, more talent than other teams do. And I think just South Carolina is going to over-talent North Carolina, over-scheme North Carolina. I don't think this uh, Mac Brown experiment is going to be successful. Well, about 78.9% of people are with you, Joey. They think South Carolina is going to win. I think South Carolina is going to get this one, too. I think they have to. I think their season's still going to flounder after they lose or win this one too. So it's I mean. a it's the toughest schedule in the nation right now. So I I think yeah. Champ keeps his job at the end of the season because of that. I think their defense shows up in some of these games. I do want to bring this up. Who here thinks that Will Muschamp is going to lose his job at the end of this season for South Carolina? I can't. Your dog do. Yeah, my dogs. Are, they'll, they'll bark at anything. They'll bark at anything. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he does. We gonna mute him for a second. I think Muschamp is pretty safe for. Like, like you said, like everyone knows that he has a tough schedule. It's just, I don't think South Carolina is in the habit of firing coaches, are they? Like, no. And yeah, you look at the kind of coaches have come through there the past two you look at Steve Spurrier and Lou Holtz and they did well with the program and so Muschamp actually is doing well um South Carolina has some weapons on offense too you look at um oh you're echoing uh you look at Jake Benley he's he's going to be throwing the ball around and then I think they have a couple wide receivers even though um even though, uh, what's this, Debo? Unmute, unmute. I'm unmuted. Am I Davis, you? you're unmuted. I can hear you. Um, right. what, was, what was the uh, 
the wide receiver's name who went pro. Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels. Yeah, right. Debo Samuels. Even though they lost him, I still think Jake Finley's a hell of a quarterback. I think he can toss the rock around. And we'll see um, how how well he can do that facing these top-notch teams. We'll see if he can get a win here and there against maybe a Texas A&M or maybe like a Tennessee or, or a Vanderbilt. You know, I think they can win a bit against Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt also has a, a really good run game with Keyshawn Vaughn, and I'm not ready to um, count Vanderbilt out this season. I think they could have a good season for Vanderbilt. Hey boys, I'm gonna have to throw this one out there. I'm gonna need to get I need I'm gonna need to get going here soon. So if there's any picks you need me to give, I'll be happy to give them now. All right, let's look. Um, come off the fence on your Notre Dame and your Oklahoma. Your Notre okay. Dame, uh, Louisville, and your Oklahoma, Houston. And uh, if you want to throw a special pick out there, if you have a game that just, like, warms your heart, like a Syracuse Liberty or maybe a Montana State, Texas Tech, you can do it. All right. I got, actually, I do have a game. All right. I will start with the game that I want to throw out there, and that's Nebraska against South Alabama. First Ooh, off, have you guys noticed Nebraska won four games last year, and yet they are ranked the 24th team in the nation by the, a, like the AP poll. Okay, first off, what? Like, I get it. I get it. Like, look, Scott Frost, great head coach. And he, in his second season at UCF, he led them to an undefeated season. They beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl, and they have some kind of national championship that they claim. But – that was UCF. That was an easier schedule. But I will also say Nebraska doesn't exactly have the toughest conference. And also their division is not very tough either. So Fuck the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, the Big Ten West for sure is weak as fuck. And that's what Nebraska is in. But they're leading off the season against South Alabama. If they have an opportunity to go ahead and beat the shit out of a team, to go ahead and get their season off the right foot, it would be against South Alabama. Also, Adrian Martinez is their sophomore quarterback, and he is getting so much hype going into this year. So clearly there is something about this team that the media is loving that I'm not quite understanding. So we'll see about that. But that's the game I'm going to be watching is Nebraska against South Alabama. And now Oklahoma and Houston, I think this has the opportunity to be a high-scoring affair. Assuming Eric King is healthy at quarterback for Houston, this guy had an opportunity to be a Heisman candidate before he ended up hurting himself. I think he tore his meniscus. Uh, towards the end of the year for Houston, which is like what a like a three month recovery, I think, for a torn meniscus. Mm-hmm. So he ends up having to recover from that. He's out for the rest of the season. I think a healthy Derek King could bring it to Oklahoma, but I think Oklahoma overall is just too strong as a team. But Jalen Hurts at this as a starting quarterback for Oklahoma is very interesting, and I can't wait to see how that goes. I also just really like Jalen Hurts. I think he won the nation's heart by not leaving Alabama. I think so. He to play he and then he left. Then also he, he he knew he was graduating from Alabama so he could graduate and he still has another year of eligibility with Oklahoma. So that's going to be happening. But then this Notre right. Dame this Notre Dame Louisville game, that's really that's another lame matchup that that was scheduled a while ago that could have been better but it's not. So Notre Dame's going to win that game. It's in Louisville but Notre Dame's going to win that game. Ian hey, Bill, I like him as a quarterback. But Notre Dame's schedule overall should should favor Notre Dame for at least one, maybe two losses. That game against Georgia that's going to come up here, I'll go ahead and give you my take on that now, that I think Notre Dame is going to at least suffer a loss against Georgia in Athens. Outside of that, I think Notre Dame has the opportunity to be a one, maybe two loss team this year. So I have them winning week one against Louisville. Okay. Yeah, I wildly disagree with that, but <laughs> – 
Wait, you wait, wait. You think Notre Dame can lose more, or you think Georgia can lose to Notre Dame? No, I think uh, Notre Dame will lose more. I think they're gonna be like a three loss, four loss team this year. Okay, we'll see. I don't like. I'm I'm big anti Notre Dame guy, but I think Louisville has a chance to beat Notre Dame this week. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the last Florida State game I went to that Louisville looked like trash last year, Joey. FSU beat Louisville last year. Yeah, they were a two-win team last year. Damn fucking right we did. Oh, and Clemson scored again. Went to the college football playoff and played. Yeah, I mean, got their ass kicked. Alabama did. They got their ass kicked. Every time Notre Dame does that, they played better than Alabama did. Touchdown, Clemson. Yep. Travis Etienne. All right, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, go buy a bunch of alcohol for tomorrow before the stores close. And also gotta take care of my animals before I leave. They're barking again. So y'all have a good podcast. Let me know if you need me for anything. Text you any other picks, and I'll do that. Adios. Peace. All right, we'll do this again next week or so. Yep. Sounds good. All right, later, boys. All, All right. right. So you didn't, you haven't asked me about FSU yet, Robert. I need your take on FSU this week. What do you think about the move? Do you think it affects Boise State fans more than it affects Florida State fans? So what I think affects the move the most is the time. The time, yes. Change it from six to a noon game. You know, it it is one of the more overblown facts, but but it's not at the same time. It's like when you're playing at 12 in Tallahassee, like it's hot as shit. It's and those great. potato humpers up there just don't know what this humidity. <laughs> they don't, don't know what the humidity is like down there. Like it's a di- it really is. It really is different. And so that's gonna be the that's gonna be a bigger effect, I think, than moving stadiums. It was already gonna be an FSU advantage. It's gonna be like I again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like it's the stadium's not going to be full just because of how quickly it moved. Like we're season tickets holders, we're not going because how quick we already had plans this weekend because we weren't going to go to Jacksonville. So I'm gonna be excited to see how many people show up. I think it's not like it's probably gonna be like 75% full. It's gonna be hot as shit by the time it gets two o'clock in Tallahassee. It's gonna be humid as shit. That's gonna affect Boise State more than anything. Do you know the spread for this ball game? Uh, six and a half. It moved. It was five and a half. When they moved it to Tallahassee, they changed it to six and a half. Okay, I'm seeing the spread consensus, consensus pick says six and a half, and then the spread line, they don't have anything. So six and a half, I think I would take the over. I think FSU is actually going to have a good year this year. I do too. So my thing about FSU, I, I'm buying into the hype for no reason uh, at all. I know it's stupid. Like, I should wait till I see the team. I think Willie should have changed the motto. Do something. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Do something is uh, – Do something you know, sounds like you're when you're down and, like, you're losing and you're like, come on, we got to do something. Yeah, That's exactly. what it sounds like. Yeah. I, yeah. I did steal that from someone else. I heard that said that. Uh, but my – I don't know. So, what, what I like about the team uh, – one, the first and foremost is Kendall. Kendall Bryles. He doesn't know how to not score 40 points a game. Like, that's just what he does. Everywhere he goes, he's been at two schools – Two different schools the last two years, and he's put up crazy numbers. All he's got a promotion every single year. Um, and then you got James Blackman, who has a monster arm. You have Tamarion Terry, who's going to be the fastest up player on the field every time he steps on the field. And those and two play together. The guy from our high school, West Florida, 
It's, Keyshawn, yeah, Keyshawn's yeah. he's he's the hardest worker in camp. He's going to put up a great. Season. Has he put on any weight? He's he's a small guy, so I'm looking at he's him. He's always going to be a back as a guy who's going to take those screens that Willie likes to throw. He's always going to be a small guy, and Willie. That's the thing. Like you bring up a good point. It's not Willie's offense anymore. Willie is completely. A report say we'll see what actually happens during the season. It's Kendall Bryles' offense. Willie's taking on more of the Dabo Sweeney role of the CEO of the team. He's letting Kendall take the reins, which is good, I think, in my opinion, because, I mean, we're not going from a pro-style offense to a spread offense like we went last year. We're going from a spread offense to a different style of spread offense. It's going to be right. more passing than Down it was before. Down the yeah. field. And, and then, of course, like the point I was made. making earlier with Blackman and Terry, the one game that Blackman played last year, he threw for like 400 yards, and they were like all to Terry. Like those two have a repertoire together. I think – I think FSU wins. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not sure about this defense yet. We're switching to a 3-4. Um, they say multiple, but reports that they've said – they no, reporters have not seen this in anything else besides a 3-4 this entire season. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Our linebackers aren't that great. We're the edge rushers, we don't have Brian Burns anymore. I think it ends up being a high good, You do have a good defense, though. Florida State does have a solid defense. I think last year, like the numbers are pretty bad from last year. And of course you can blame it on the offense all you want, but I don't know. I think the bigger question mark this year is on the defense just because the, the amount of talent at wide receiver, we got a talent at running back. Of course you got the offensive line, but I think Blackman's going to step back, throw it up to Terry so much that it's going to open up the running game. I think the first challenge for FSU um, besides Boise State, I think Boise State's a good team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, though. I think um, their first test is going to be at Virginia. It's in a hostile Virginia is a good team this year. They're a very good team this year. And I got so them in my parlay at a plus 17 or minus 17, I think. I'm looking forward to that game. 7 p. 7.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. And uh, no hurricane's going to move that game. So, yeah, every single time yeah, I left goes. here and muted myself, it's because I'm trying to figure out how to get the ACC network on my TV. So, fuck the ACC network. I'm just going to go ahead. You should and just watch my live stream because I'll probably be commenting on the uh, Georgia. I'm probably going to end up paying for YouTube TV to get ACC network. So Just go on Twitch, type in functional alcoholics, and then watch me comment on the Georgia Tech game. Yeah, well, that's the issue. It's like when FSU plays Virginia, I'm going to have to get my dad or my dad's going to have to watch it with me because he also doesn't have it, and I'm sure he doesn't want to hear what you have to say. No, so that's fine. He can't. I'll just wear my gator stuff, and he can just be an old man and be mad at me the whole time. Yeah, but we can't watch the game is the issue, faggot. You know what? Oh, I'm man, out. we got to bleep that out. Can't say uh, that word, can we? <laughs> we're live, so you, it's, it's, uh, it's over. Oh, it's out there. All three of our viewers right now just heard you. Just heard I can't, you I'm canceled for sure. Oh, we're gonna get, <laughs> I, I'm playing the Georgia Tech Clemson game so people can see it, and you just you just said faggot. So there. Whoa! Well, now you said you're canceled too. I just said what you said. <laughs> oh no, you're canceled too. You I said, just said what you said. All right. Um, I think that's all we have for now. Um, oh, I have a take though. Uh, before we go, uh, okay. Do you let Davis talk about the Oklahoma Houston game? My yep. takes on Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is not going to be as good. Everyone's talking about how he's going to be like a Heisman Trophy contender and awesome. I don't think he is. He's not an accurate thrower. Like, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, those guys were really good with their legs like Jalen is. Like, 
Jalen Hurts is not an accurate passer. And so when he's in the zone, he is. He made some throws in that Georgia game in the SEC championship where he came in the game, and if two was in the game, two would have lost it. He won the game for Alabama. He played out of his mind. I'm not disagreeing with you, but like are you gonna take one game or are you gonna take the majority of his career? I'm gonna take the majority of his career. I'm not to say that Lincoln Riley is not a quarterback whisperer and not to say that he's going to just completely change him into an awesome player. Like he might, and I might be wrong, but I just don't think I'm going to look at the majority of Jalen Hurts career. He's an average passer, probably a below average passer. I just don't, I think Oklahoma is going to lose two games. I think it's a minus gonna... 23 spread. So are you going to, you're going to go under on this one? Houston. Um, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that they're under on Houston. I'm gonna say they're under on the season. Like, if you think Oklahoma's gonna make the playoff, I don't agree. I think Oklahoma's gonna lose to Texas. I think Oklahoma's gonna lose to Iowa State. And I think I'm with you there. I I think Iowa State is a very good team. They are always, uh, you know, the the old adage about the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve doesn't have any defense. That's true. But at Iowa State, it's not. Iowa it's State has yeah. a defense, and they have a quarterback, and they have been known to make these upsets. Texas, um, can't say enough about Texas. I think um, people are saying they're overrated this year. I disagree. No, I think they're good. The only thing I hate about Texas this year is the fact that Lil Jordan Humphreys is not at wide receiver anymore. He decided what? to go pro. Look, if Lil Jordan Humphreys there. I, I, I might. I forgot about that. No, all this So here's what I think happens in the Big Twelve. I think Iowa State and Texas beat Oklahoma in the regular season. I still think it's Texas and Oklahoma in the uh, championship game. Oklahoma beats Texas in the championship game, and the Big Twelve gets left out of the playoff. Personally, that's what I think about the Big Twelve. So you year. think that? Okay. I I hope Texas runs the board this year. I think it, it would be the year to do it. Um, I think Florida has a good chance. Uh, we might lose. They don't. Maybe three ball games. Not, not. I don't think we're going to get in the playoffs. I don't think so. But I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. The Miami game did not show the true potential of Florida. You're just very wrong on this. Of course. <laughs> Look, Florida's the most overrated team besides Miami. I think LSU is overrated. If we're LSU talking about overrated. overrated teams, LSU is constantly overrated. Anybody they in the SEC Michigan, is overrated. very overrated. A lot of people are saying Michigan's. this is the year they're going to beat Ohio State. No, they're fucking not. They're going to lose. I don't know. I think it's going to – I don't, I don't know. know. It's I too early. It's too early. Yeah, I can't tell them that one yet because I don't know how Ohio State's going to be without Urban Meyer. I think Day is a really good coach. I, I think um, last year when – Urban was suspended for for the scandal that was going on. You looked at the offense under – I could compare the offense between Urban Meyer and Day, and it seemed like the offense under Day was a lot looser than it was under Meyer. It looked like they took more down-the-field shots. Um, with that being said, Justin Fields is that quarterback. We'll see how he plays under Ohio State's offense. Should fit well, being that he's a primarily uh, running quarterback. But we'll see how he throws the ball, see if they take shots downfield. Um, Dobbins is going to be there. He's, he's one of the best running backs in the nation, underrated. When they were losing to Penn State, came out of nowhere with about an 80, 90-yard run to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Dobbins is very good. Justin Fields is very good. And they're going to have to worry about him taking the rock. And so it might be open for some deep, deep, long passes. 
Yeah. They're going to be all right. We'll see. The Northwestern's making a playoff in, that, in the Big Ten. The season is early, Joey. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I want to watch some college football. Cheers. Another one down. Peace. Boom. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. We got 10 viewers on the stream. I was playing this. I don't want to get taken off for copyright. But if you guys want to see me do the game of the week in um, the college football mod on Madden 19, I'll be doing that shortly.